Right now, switch your family to T-Mobile and get four lines for $25 a line with AutoPay and 5G access included on America's largest 5G network. So don't wait. Get unlimited and nationwide 5G access for the whole family for just $25 a line. Visit a T-Mobile store or T-Mobile.com today. Plus taxes and fees. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using over 50 gigs a month due to data prioritization. Video at 480p. Unlimited while on our network. Qualifying credit and 4 plus lines required. Capable device required for 5G. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain features. See T-Mobile.com. Baby. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Hey guys, welcome back to We Watch Movie. I'm Mike. I'm Jay. And this is another Patreon review for our buddy Zachary Cornett. You're a sex little son of a bitch. Cornette of Zach. I like it that much. It's and personal. what Zach has picked for us is the age of Suspiria. So, the so, age so, of Suspiria. Suspiria. Harmony and understanding. <laughs> age of Aquarius. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that, every time I think of Suspiria, I don't know, the Age of Aquarius song pops in my head. I have uh, seen Suspiria forever and a thousand years ago in a book that was lost in Peter Pan's Neverland. But now that we get to review it again, we've got some new thoughts and new ideas about how we can progress the human race. Yes. Let's fuck. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go very simple with the plot here because it's kind of... Fucking all over the place. Well, I can do. Uh, straight off of IMDb's standard uh, height. Big Mac, Chicken McNuggets. No, Big Mac and Quarter Pounder with cheese. Or filet fish You'd be doing the same thing if you were at McDonald's because you can choose not just one, but two of your favorites for just six bucks. Tasty Big Mac, crispy 10-piece Chicken McNuggets, juicy Quarter Pounder with cheese, or savory filet fish Enjoy two of your all-time favorites for just six bucks, if you can decide on the two. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. It's for living.com. Uh, an American newcomer comes to a prestigious German ballet academy comes to realize that the school is a front for something sinister amid a series of grisly murders. So she was not into the sauerkraut. Not a good description of this film at all. You know what a good description of this film, which I've never seen before, is? A hangover. Fuck weird! It's a hangover. <laughs> I, like, I don't know what's going on half the time. I mean, I do, I mean, it's not like a hard movie to follow, but just the visuals and the way that they shoot it and just kind of make you feel weird as you're watching it. It feels like what it would be to, if you visualize a hangover. Yeah. Like, just weird noises and trying to get through the day and, like, falling down and, like, shit, I don't know if I can make it. You can make it. But it's like that. Let's make it. Or, or, or like your first day of high school. Yeah, watch it, man. The opening is just fucking crazy as shit. Like, so it opens, you've got this girl, and she's in an airport, and the music by uh, Goblin it's great. is on point. And the like, music is amazing. It's, it's it's one of the coolest scores ever, and it, the music starts off crazy. It reminded me, actually, the score reminds me a lot of Phantasm. They both kind of sound the same. Yeah, and it's kind of like a tubular bells mix, but then you hear this yeah. background noise, like, it sounds like Ozzy Osbourne warming up for the show. It's, it's like, like oh, it's tubular bells by a folk band on fucking meth. Sharon! Um, yeah, but the score is great. It's one of the greatest scores of all time. Everybody knows Jibijali. Uh, but it's by Goblin, and it was directed by the actual director, uh, Dario Argento. Uh, this is the first one of these uh, Gallo films that we've ever done on the channel, and I like the idea of it. The movie feels like a slasher film, almost, and the way that things happen, but you've got this, this witch subtext going on throughout the whole movie. It's just... I gotta be honest with you guys. 
You're gay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's okay, let it out. <laughs> and I, I know that this is a horror classic and people love it, but I just, I gotta, I gotta be honest, full frontal male nudity, it's not totally my jam. Like, there's things in the movie I love. Like, love, like, the, fuck, that was amazing. Like the opening that we're gonna talk about. But as a whole, man, I'm not a fantastical guy. I like my shit to be rigid. I like it to be I on her. You, you can get crazy with it, but I just wanna know what's going on. Let's keep it on, I don't know, I just don't like that, fan, it's too fucking fantastical. It's like goddamn uh, Walt Disney on Ice Meets Fantasia, and I'm like, calm the fuck down and do your homework. Just turn in your homework like everybody else. Stop being fucking weird. You know? And a throwback to Mike's childhood. Yeah. <laughs> I feel the same way. Like, I like the movie decently enough, but overall, like, I just really didn't have the feels and love for it that I think a lot of people do. And that's great that you do, and I can understand why, but it feels like Norman Rockwell took a piss on a painting, and it kind of <laughs> dripped a little bit, and then we got some weird music thrown in, in this fucking cacophony of them weird strange images brought to you by Tool and Pink Floyd. I don't feel the need to explain my art to you, Warren. Oh fuck, well I guess you're gonna be doing yard sales for the rest of your life. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of um, just weird craziness going on in the background and they throw this music in and I know what they're doing and I, and I know the camera angles and what they're trying to go for. They're trying to go for that creepy inside feeling. You know what I mean? Like it's not like, you know, you can go watch a shock fest horror film where it's like in your face, ha <laughs> ha, finger in your butt. You weren't expecting that, huh? You're the one. But this is one of those films that there's a finger in your butt the entire time yeah. you didn't know it. And then they pull it out and they say, smell it. <laughs> <laughs> Still enjoy it. I thought the acting was stellar throughout. I think that everybody had a part to play and they played a really good part. Uh, the story is kind of, whew. <laughs> I, but it, it almost feels like I smoked Molly and I didn't eat anybody's face. Oh, those are bath salts. But it just feels fucking weird. Still, it's not a, it's not a bad film. Now, we'll get to the opening part of the film, which I think the opening part of the film is probably... Yeah, it's got to be the best part the of the film. Yeah, oh, it's got to yeah. be the best part. It's, it's weird from the get because everybody's voices, like not, all the actors were from different countries and stuff like that. Mm. So that none of them could really understand what each other are saying. Well, and there's they're this, British. There's this weird, like, uh, just fabric of just like uh, non-connection between the characters when they would talk and it's because of that reason and they actually went back and overdubbed the entire thing in English and they did a really great it's one of the best overdubs you can see yeah. but you can still feel that disconnect in between people's character adding to the weirdness of the movie but yeah she shows up from the airport and she's like taxi and then, those are the meanest fucking taxi drivers I've ever seen. They're like, nope, nope, it's raining outside, lady. Go back to America, you fucking slut. <laughs> Wouldn't <and> talk. <laughs> yeah, she's like, he's like, where are you going? She's like, Evanstein. Well, what? Like, what? Evanstein. What? And she pulls up the thing and says, he's like, oh, Evanstein. 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 But yeah, you get there and the, and the first kill happens and, and the first kill's fucking fantastic. Like, this girl's out. She's There's something with this movie like, don't ever open a fucking window. I don't care how hot you are or how bad that shit you just took is do not open a fucking window in this movie. Better she goes press your titty against it goes, oh Billy. <laughs> she opens up the, the the window and this fucking hairy ass goddamn goblin arm's like, give me some! <laughs> give me some, give me some! <laughs> Come get some mashed potatoes! <laughs> and shoves her face into this fucking, and, and, and it looks funny because you actually see her face from the other side of the uh, of the window and she's like, <laughs> it was, it was pretty intense though as her face was being pressed against the glass. It's like, it's like, just break the fucker because it kept pushing I was like that's the hardest glass I've ever seen because the hand was like it I mean and yeah it was a weird looking I don't know what it was it was like an ogre arm but it was like put in faces like smushed and finally that fucker breaks through by the way no cuts <laughs> just so you know my makeup was on point that day <laughs> it's that that was the that was the literal uh that was the physical transition of what we feel like trying to break through on YouTube like we're right fucking there I was just quick 
going to yeah. fucking class. It won't happen. Um, but uh, yeah, so he. But it was YouTube's the hand. <laughs> YouTube's the hand that comes out, and pushes our face against the glass. Like, do you like it? Do you like it? And then finally we go, fuck yeah. <laughs> Coming out of the other side like the Kool Aid Man. But uh, then all of a sudden she's in this fucking Macho Man's cage outside, and this this hand comes out. And I love the way that the kills happen because it's 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 it feels. Um, it feels unlike anything else. I mean, I want to say a little bit of Raimi Evil Dead with the close-up yeah. on the hands, but it really does. It just feels like unlike anything else, and it's really cool and savage. It feels like faces of death, because, I mean, the hand comes out with a knife and stab his stab. Well, there's something about stab the, the late 70s movies that sometimes, even though the blood kind of, I mean, it does look fake. It's bright, bright red. But I like it's, it. It's Kool-Aid, but it works for the time, and with the music in the background going at the same time and just the visual images, it kind of... You're like, oh shit! Uh, it, it was one of those weird moments, and and I, I was thinking though, like as the hand was coming down to stab her over and over again, like, why won't you die? <laughs> and then it's like, it's like they stab her through the fucking heart, right? And that's not enough. Then they're like, we're gonna hang this fucker. Oh man! He wraps the rope around her, and then the way she sucked through the ceiling. I know. It would do that. Was you remember, dude. like, while her face was like hanging over the edge, that girl was like, and she's like. <laughs> the way that the, oh, the fact that this shit. was 1977, Nightmare on Elm Street has no fucking right to to call that movie making. At the end of the movie, where her where uh, the mom gets sucked through the door, the way she and how fake that looked. Yeah. When you look at what uh, Gallo did in 1977 with this, the way that her body gets pulled down through that, it looks so real and well, fucked up. Well, I think that's because they actually wanted that scene in the film. Wes Craven never wanted that scene, and I, it was yeah. added in in literally five minutes. Let's get a blow up doll from Hooters. And fucking suck it through the window. <laughs> but yeah, that's the worst possible scenario of that kind of body dragged through something. And this is the best possible scenario because it looks amazing. And then the glass breaks and it feels realistic. Yeah. Like you feel like you're actually watching <laughs> it. At that point, I was like fucking 100% in. I was like, this is going to be fucked up. <laughs> Karate chop. <laughs> and then she's hanging there and you've got the classic shot of that great uh, looking scenery, the way the whole atmosphere is set up and the body hanging there. And then they pan down and you've also got the other chick laying there with all the shards of glass in her fucking face. Hey, because it's really smart to go underneath the glass ceiling when it's breaking apart and be like, no! <laughs> Run the other way and wait for your friend to fall down dead and you're like, I'm going to call the police. <laughs> Anybody want some eggs? <laughs> right. Yeah, dude. She, that, that, that death scene was the, the best part of the whole film as far as I'm concerned. And when we say that, like, when I say I, I'm not really into what happens after that, I don't really mean that I don't like the movie. Like, the movie's good. I don't, I don't, it's not a movie that I will enjoy re-watching as much as some horror fans do. That's all I'm saying. I can recognize the greatness in it. Like, the the, the, the way he uses colors and the way he uses lights, it's amazing. It's fucking fantastic. The score is one of the greatest scores of all time. The kills are really crazy with that single-handed just knife stab. And then you get that open heart that gets stabbed. Yeah. It looks so fucked up and cool, and it just gives you this ooey-gooey gumdrops feeling in your Ooh. stomach. And all that stuff I love, it's just... Where it goes from there after that is so fantastical and weird and like, oh, we're going to start a conversation, but we're not going to finish it. We're going to throw in this weird character just to throw him in there. We're going to have this character and you're never going to understand what happens to him. Like, I get that it's cool and it's all well shot and it's beautiful, but sometimes I just fucking want to have a goddamn regular combo meal. I just want a sandwich, some fries, and a Coke. I'm into the story. I'm into who's the killer. I'm into the witch storyline. I just want you to tell the fucking story. Do you want an apple pie? No, bitch. I just want my food. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it is like that. It is all over the place sometimes. And, and when you say that there's conversations that feel that they're not completed or that they're not as far as important to the narrative, that does happen quite a bit throughout the film. And in some ways, it does take a step back. It doesn't really continue the thread of where I wanted to go. However, nonetheless, 
uh, I still had a good time watching it, and the, and the time goes by pretty quickly watching it. It's not like one of those movies that, you know, just gets dragged down so tremendously by the plot. You're just looking at your fucking watch thinking, like, is my car getting towed? Yeah. Like, what's happening and right now? And you have to appreciate and respect the, the camera work. The camera yeah. work is, is untouchable, man. It's so good. The way he frames and sets up every shot. I just feel like that mansion, though, is what Boy George wants his house to look like. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like Pee Wee Urban's Playhouse if he was on acid. There are things about it that still like freak you the fuck out a little bit. I mean, you know, beyond the, the very beginning of the movie, um, but I've seen some shit. I played Mortal Kombat back in the day. Uh, but when uh, they're in the uh, the gymnasium or the auditorium or whatever, and they're sleeping, and you see that old bitch that comes and sleeps and whistles, yeah. it's like, <laughs> and they're talking. You can see her behind her. I, I, the entire time I was thinking, like, Marilyn Manson's back there getting ready to put on a hell of a show. <laughs> yeah. But then they're, like, talking, whispering. It's like, and then the head teacher, she came one time, and she made this weird whistling sound. Listen. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's great. She snores a lot. I don't know if that's a crime against humanity. What the fuck? We all do it. Put some of those uh, breathe right on your nose. It's like your uncle showing up to Thanksgiving dinner with fucking Whoppers. Like, I enjoy Whoppers, but it is Thanksgiving dinner. He's like, come sit on my lap. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> I want to no, feed it to I you. Won't do it. I want to feed it to you while you watch your sister eat popsicles. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> it was just, yeah. And I will watch it again. Like, I'm going to give it a chance to see it again because, like I said, it, it's a movie. I still give it a 7.5 at the end of the day just for, for all the really good kills, for the score, for the way the shots are set up, for the beautiful fucking film that it was, um, and the weirdness behind it. Like, I dug all that. I'm going to watch it again someday, and I'm it's going to be one of those movies that when it comes to a theater, I'm going to pay the ticket to watch like a classic movie on the big screen because I've heard from many, many people like that is the way to watch it. Like, you've yeah. got to experience those lights and shit on a big screen to yeah, really uh, understand. Yeah. And again, if you're watching Darkless. like these lights and stuff, like, we give it credit. It looks fantastic. The film works great for now, but for 1977, that shit was legendary, oh, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's insane, but yeah, there's some other kills that are really good. There's the barbed wire death scene, which is crazy. It reminded me a lot of Saw 2, yes. when she fell into the I fucking I can't believe they wire. copied fucking Saw 2. I'm fucking asshole. Lazy Come writing. Come up with something original. That's just lazy writing. Uh, yeah, but she <laughs> fell in, that was gross as shit, and she's like, I fucking thought you, you are dead. I couldn't Just accept it. I couldn't enjoy it for what it was, though, because the entire time I was watching it, like, they didn't have the shards on the, on the, I was like, she just fell into a fucking bucket of floss. Like, I, I was like, I don't understand why this hurts. And it took me a good two minutes to be like, oh, that's supposed to be barbed wire. Well, here's the thing. Also, she, I like she fell into a giant slinky. Well, the leading uh, or preceding that death, I didn't like the fact that the, she's watching a little razor blade coming and like cupping open the door. I'm like, just fucking stop it. Like, put a like goddamn piece of wood. You got a barrel there. Like, I mean, there's a million things you could do. I mean, it's just a little razor blade. I mean, come on. Even though it looked deadly, but I'm just saying it's a razor blade. It's not like we're using a big butcher's knife or an axe or a machete or magic. Even though it's about fucking witches, I didn't really. I saw a couple of pieces of magic. Now, one part that got me, and this is why I will never buy from PetSmart again, <laughs> uh, is when that fucking dog just turns around and attacks the the blind guy, the owner, in the middle of the, like the Coliseum area. I was like, holy! I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Like I, I saw it barking, and he's like, "Who's that? Who's that? Tell me right now! My name is Ray Charles." <laughs> and, and it was like, and like rocking it onto his fucking throat, and like he's, he's like eating it and ripping it out. Oh, and, and you see him eating the meat, dude. Yeah, and like, he's oh. pulling it, and then that's when the guards realize, like, hey, we're getting paid to do something, and they're like, what's going on? <laughs> that is one bad dog. Holy shit, that's not Scooby Doo. But that camera frame was amazing because, like, you got the fake looking blood and stuff, but then you could tell they put a bunch of like meat there for the dog to yeah. rip apart. So the dog would just pull out this meat, and it was a steak or whatever. But it, for that scene, it looked so cool and so I'm feeling like ham. If you watch carefully on that Coliseum right behind them, yeah. there's a shadow of witches that go over. I saw that, yeah. That was Fucking cool. gnarls bark.
It's a wild, crazy ride of a movie. Um, it's definitely something that I think that every horror fan should check out. At least have that in your repertoire of films that you've seen if you're a horror fan at all. Overall, I'm going to give the movie a 7.0. I don't like like it as much as Mike as 7.5, but it's still close enough. It's it's definitely you gotta you gotta give it respect for what it is. Really quick, I have got to give a shout out to one of the greatest throat slashes I've ever seen on film. That shit was gross, dude. It got, oh, two scenes actually. That fucking knife got in there and it looked like Salami Sam had his no, day in the sun. It gross. Oh, yeah. God. And then when she comes back to life, like, I wanted more of that. that. That scene where she comes back to life as a zombie and she stabbed the, the, the witch in the neck or whatever and she's going goo goo dolls. <laughs> when she comes back out of the fucking case and she's like, Gumgus. <laughs> Fuck. Oh my god. And even a little bit more of that type of shit. And the maggot scene too was god damn, Jim! That was Yeah, but you gross. know what? The four o'clock in the morning girl walking out like this, like, ooh, take me home. Like, you know what? I'm desperate. Let's do it. Come on. <laughs> and in the maggot scene, it was gross. But it's like in your life, if you've just had a shitty series of events for the last two weeks, the maggots are on the fucking ceiling and they're dropping your face, you're like, you know what? Things could be worse. <laughs> I don't even care. I don't care. Fuck it. I don't. You ever see Joe's apartment? Maybe they talk. Uh, but yeah, it was. There was some like there were some stellar scenes overall, but just I think the movie itself, the way that it plays out, or or the kind of. Uh, I don't know, just the way that it goes from one extreme to like this normal to this extreme to this normal, it just has that weird up and down shit that I just, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't and in this case I don't think it really hits on all cylinders. What's your friend? Miss Tanner, the, the big blonde chick. Oh yeah, she was who's always like, I look like Jim Boner from the, the White House. When she was kicking out the blind guy, she's like, Get out of here! I don't care! <laughs> and he was like, I'm blind, not deaf! It's blind, not deaf! <laughs> and she was like, Get out! And she was smiling like maniacally. She looked like the Joker's mom. She's like, <laughs> so I was like, Oh my god. She was like, She brought me my fourth movie, fucking grade teacher. She's I'm like, You don't know how to do math. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's like, weirdly, no. dude, I wanted to have sex with her. I was strangely turned on by her. I don't know I'm what it is crazy. about me, but yeah, I wanted to go to the tanning bed with her, and then afterwards, for her to give me some crisp white strips, put some and like, then fuck me silly! You put some old old uh, lady lotion on her? <laughs> so, and then afterwards, she served me leftovers from lunch that day. The age of chlamydia. <laughs> but y'all, and by the way, the last thing is the witch, when you finally see her, she's a crusty old bitch. Oh, yeah. She looked like the meanest cafeteria lady you've ever seen in your life. She's like, yeah, cat, yeah, chicken, Helena, macaroni. <laughs> Whatever her last name was, she's like, do you want the macaroni and cheese? Okay, you sloppy Joe's. Glady, you're staring at us. Like, she should have walked in like, no, this isn't where I parked my car. And then she was like, cause, you know, she wakes her up. I'd be like, do you guys have any fucking cheese nips? <laughs> it was it was pretty wild, but it was still cool. Yeah, uh, there's a lot to enjoy about the movie. Definitely gonna check it out again someday. Zach, you're the fucking man, dude. If you guys want to get it on the Patreon, the link's down below. Um, Zach, we appreciate you picking an awesome fucking movie for us to review. Again, Suspiria, 1977. Respect. Respect it. Just not totally our cup of tea, yeah, but I respect it. I like it. I would have just done different things. That's all I'm saying. That's good sports pitch. But I'm glad it exists in the world. I'm glad you exist in the world. And uh, how do you guys feel? We love your fucking faces. If you're new to the channel, click that subscribe button and get some goddamn worm opinion, Sheila. Oh. oh, Sheila. Whatever's good for the geese is always good for the ganda.
Right now, switch your family to T-Mobile and get four lines for $25 a line with AutoPay and 5G access included on America's largest 5G network. So don't wait. Get unlimited and nationwide 5G access for the whole family for just $25 a line. Visit a T-Mobile store or T-Mobile.com today. Plus taxes and fees. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using over 50 gigs a month due to data prioritization. Video at 480p. Unlimited while on our network. Qualifying credit and full plus lines required. Capable device required for 5G. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain features. See T-Mobile.com.